The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. We're going to be talking about a hard topic today. I want to ask you a question before we start. What does it really mean to be a woman in today's Western society? How advanced are we really over countries where women have no rights at all? Perpetuation of the Western rape culture would deny our advances regarding respect for the feminine consciousness as well as the female body. Feminine consciousness means that we go inward. We We look inside ourselves. But many women today spend much of their mental and spiritual energy taking care of the outer image. And men are frequently obsessed with how a woman presents in that outer image. Because we live in a masculinized version of America, we live in a society in which a woman's rights to her own body are often misunderstood at best and at worst denied. That's the bad news. But is it possible that recent exposures can facilitate our awareness of true feminine consciousness? You want to stay with this show today. It's a very important one. So let's talk first about the outer idea of women in America because I think it's important for us to sort of get the picture of what our culture is currently doing. The first gathering devoted to women's rights in the United States was held July 19th uh, uh, and 20th on, in 1848 in Seneca Falls, New York. That's 1848, 152 years ago. The vote was not given to women until 1919. It was first introduced in 1878. Many years of fighting and suffrage took place before women were given the vote. It was another 50 years in 1972 before the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment, was passed by the Senate and the House. But it failed in 1982 when it couldn't be ratified by 38 states. In 1973, we know about Roe v. Wade where women were given the right to uh, abort a fetus in certain timely fashions that would give her the choice to run her body her way. In 1974, women could get credit for the first time in history. Women were allowed to get their own credit cards and could get credit to buy, buy their own homes. In 2009, another 40 years later, Obama put a law in that stipulated that women could sue a company for unequal pay. But there's still no national law on this. In 2016, women can hold any position in the armed services. 2016, it took us to get there. So we are still at a place where we don't have equal rights to equal pay. Uh, And in our social mores, women are are very often uh, raped, 
misused, groped. Uh, uh, you know, you can walk down the street or get on a subway and be pinched or rubbed or groped or, uh, or um, you know, have, have somebody try to rub up against you. Those are things that should not be happening to women in a culture where the feminine consciousness is respected. But we live in a masculinized version. Now, now what I mean by that is not that men are bad. I'm not trying to say that men are bad. I want to be clear, and I'll say that several times today. We're not saying that men are bad. We are saying there is a consciousness that is masculinized. And what I mean by that is that it is, there are more rights given to men, and generally speaking white men, than are given to women. And there's more rights given to all men than there are to women. So, you know, the, the idea is the worst thing you can be, the lowest rung of the totem pole, is a woman. And that consciousness is back in our subconscious. We may give lip service to not feeling that way, but it comes right down to it. What, our, what is evidence of how we feel is in our behavior. So last week we heard Donald Trump and Billy Bush talking about what he would do to women. Because he was a star, women would let him do all kinds of things to them. And we heard uh, that uh, there was some just really vile conversation that went on there that wasn't just lewd conversation or locker room talk, but confession of sexual assault. And now we've seen many more women come forward to say the same thing. It's not to say that other men have not sexually assaulted women. It's not to say that uh, he couldn't find a list of men that's as long as his arm and leg both that would... Uh, would say, oh, well, these men do it too. These men do it too. That is the problem, is that women are not granted rights to, uh, res- to respect their own space, their own boundaries, their own essence as a feminine consciousness. And that piece is what, where we need to grow the most in our country. We need equal rights for equal pay. We need equal rights, period. And we need for there to be respect for the feminine consciousness. So what is feminine consciousness? It is the ability to go inward, find what's in there, and then the masculine consciousness will take it outside into the world and manifest it. So we need both. We need uh, fathers, I mean, we need mothers who teach their children to go inside themselves and find their own authenticity, and we need fathers who will help those children carry that authenticity out into the world and manifest it. That would be the ideal way Uh, that children could be parented with both feminine consciousness and masculine consciousness in play. And and that would give them a model for how to use the feminine consciousness inside themselves. So their feminine consciousness says, go inside, find out what's in there. And then the masculine consciousness in any individual says, okay, now that we know what's in there, let's take it out there and manifest it in the world. Um, So we need both. But what's happened is the masculine consciousness that is outer, external, has come to dominate the feminine consciousness, which is internal. So what happens now in the female mind, very commonly, is uh, a lack of feminine consciousness. Women are not conscious of their own feminine consciousness. And men have a deplorable disrespect for it. So if a man says, well, let's negotiate instead of going to war, That man is considered to be a sissy. He's just acting like a girl. You know, real men, they go to war. That's a masculinized perspective. It it denies the capacity of humans to go inside themselves and find what's in there first 
before trying to take something out into the world. So this, the, uh, w- with regard to body image, back to body image again, we have lots of women out there today, fewer men, but now it's happening to men as well, um, with anorexia and bulimia because they're trying so hard to perfect their bodies so that they can be approved of by men or a man, by women, by the external consciousness of image. So image has become much, 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 much more important than even life itself in some instances. And so that, that archetype of the, of, the, um, of the starving woman is ancient. It goes back throughout history that the woman will sacrifice herself to please the man, that she will sacrifice herself, her authentic self, for the role that she must play in a man's world. She will sacrifice herself for that. And that's what's happened with anorexia and bulimia, a consciousness of sacrifice. I will give up who I am. I will give up any, even, even the ability to look at myself in the mirror and see through my own eyes. I will see through the skewed eyes of a world that sees me as fat even when I have my bones are sticking out of my flesh. That's a, a failed capacity for feminine consciousness. And our world is full of it. It is full of it. And Donald Trump, with his uh, vicious sexual attacks on women, is only one example of millions and millions of others that are happening every day in subways and buses and offices and downtown streets all over America. It's going on all the time because there's not a consciousness of respect for feminine consciousness. There's not a, uh, oh, that, that woman is a, a female who n- can show me how to go inside myself. It's n- uh, no, that's a body for me to use that I can objectify, that I can do anything I want to with because I'm the man, because we have white, white male privilege. And so that kind of thinking uh, has got us to this place where it's now more public. I remember back in the early uh, uh, 1980s when it became much more obvious to the public that such a thing as sexual abuse could actually happen. Prior to that, we just didn't talk about such things. They weren't known. We didn't, there was no, no conversation about it, no public conversation anyway. Um, if it happened, it was silenced, it was secret, it was uh, a big family secret or a big secret that a woman had to carry around that she'd been molested by a family member or, or another person. Um, these things were kept all under wraps until 19, 1980, 82, somewhere in there when, when the daycare center was exposed somewhere out west. I'm not even going to remember the right place or the name of the daycare center. It's not important. What's important is that daycare center brought us to consciousness of the fact that sexual abuse was happening across the nation and around the world. And it was happening with such immensity that now we know that one out of every three girls to women has been sexually abused by someone. One out of every three. That Those statistics are completely unacceptable. And yet... We've lived in that knowledge that one out of three women is sexually abused and nothing has changed in the past 30 years. We've, we've, we came to those statistics somewhere in the mid-80s, but nothing's changed. Those statistics remain the same. 
our consciousness has not shifted in just the same way that it took us 152 years to get from the first uh, um, conference being devoted to women's rights to finally where women can serve any position in the armed services. It took us 152 years and still we don't have equal pay. So that process of waking up is a slow one when it comes to women, a very slow one. And our resistance to having an, a female president is very obvious. Whether you vote for Trump or whether you vote for Clinton, if you look back at the times that she's been investigated and, and you're honest with yourself, she's been investigated over and over and over and over and over again for all these millions of different allegations simply because she's a woman and nothing has ever been found to be true. And yet they want us to keep investigating it and do it again, do it again, do it again. Benghazi, the emails, all of that. It's been investigated. It's been investigated several times. $500 million of tax money has already been spent on investigating those things. And yet we want to investigate it again because she's a woman and there's got to be some dirt in there somewhere that we can throw on her because we don't want a woman president. And that resistance is in our psychology. It's in our psychology. For It says, we, females, women, the feminine consciousness is less than. It's somehow marked with shame. It has to be uh, overcome. It's sissy. It's frivolous. It doesn't matter. It's immaterial. Women don't think about anything important. Women don't have anything to contribute. Women can't be educated. Women can't be smart. Women can't have a beautiful body that shouldn't be attacked by a man. If she's got a beautiful body, well, it belongs to the eyes, the hands, the mouths, the penises of men everywhere. And that, that idea that a woman should, should develop the kind of body that a man wants says that the woman doesn't get to own her own body. Instead of developing the kind of body that she wants, she might have to develop the kind of body that a man wants. And that means she doesn't own herself. So there's a psychology that is still, in spite of our advancement, is still running rampant through this, this society. And the statistics that one out of three women can be molested means we live in a rape culture where women's rights are, uh, to their own body are, are less than important. So that idea is very a very important sort of background for everything else we're going to be talking about today. We have our own resistance to thinking about what goes on inside of us. I can't tell you how many times in therapy that I uh, that I might ask a person, well, well, how do you feel about that? And their answer is a quick, I don't know. And I refuse to allow them to, to escape with that answer. I'll say, if you don't know, about what goes on inside you, how can you expect to manage your own life? Because that's the truth. We, 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 we manage our lives largely, a good, probably the majority of us, manage our lives largely on what should we do? What will other people think if we do? What, what, uh, what is the rule about that? What is the uh, standard for that? What would make me into a good person? What, uh, what will Joe think if I don't do that? What will hurt somebody else's feelings? All of those are masculinized versions of reality. They are not feminine consciousness. Feminine consciousness says, what does my intuition say? 
What does my discernment say? What do my emotions say? What, do, what am I telling myself? What is my self-talk? What do I desire? What do I truly desire here? What does my compassion say? What does my passion say? That is the internal guidance system that we have negated in the name of trying to please an external world. To get approval, to get, to get gain, to move forward, to be ex- accepted by our peers, all who live in the same masculinized consciousness. And that consciousness is important. We do need to have some a reference to the external world, but only after we have been into the internal world so we can take what's in there and manifest it in the external world. That's a healthy masculine version of reality. An unhealthy ma- ma- version of reality says, let's just stay on the external world and let's ignore what goes on inside of us and uh, pay no attention to that man behind the curtains because she doesn't know anything. Um, she she can't know anything. It's just an it's just your insides. They don't mean anything. And this this has been going on since the beginning of time, and that's why it's so hard to get women's rights passed. That consciousness of let's don't go inside of ourselves. Let's stay outside in the world where we have to work hard to get the acceptance of other people. That consciousness is the consciousness that does that wants women not to have the rights to their own bodies, to their own choices about their bodies, to their own uh, jobs, to their own dreams, to their own intellect, to their own persuasion, to their own way of being, to their own way of dressing, all of that. All of that is up for grabs in a masculinized world. And in America, we live in a masculinized raped culture where women's rights are, are considered way secondary to what it is that a man might want. Uh, the recent case in which a young man was uh, not given an appropriate re- uh, uh, penalty for raping uh, because he was a swimmer and should uh, be allowed to move forward with his swimming career, that says everything about the masculinized culture. Oh, the woman didn't matter. She's, you know, that doesn't matter. What matters is that this young man is skilled in swimming, and we need to make sure that he can move forward with his career. Sports, look how much we pay uh, people who are uh, sports professionals. That says everything about our masculinized consciousness. We give them millions of dollars every year to entertain us with sports because sports is a masculine game. Even when women play it, it's based in masculine rules. So uh, the whole idea is that's really important. Let's don't talk about inner consciousness. Let's not get a, pay attention to what goes on in there. Pay no attention to that man slash woman behind the curtains. She doesn't know anything. So that, that is what we're looking at today. That backdrop for everything else that we got, have to do in order to wake up. In order to become conscious, in order to get in touch with the authentic self, we have to move against the masculinized version of the Western culture. And that will be our journey. And we're going to talk more about that right after the break. Stay tuned for more.
The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you just seem to be stuck in the same pattern over and over? Sometimes life seems to be about just spinning your wheels. It never has to be that way. Listen for Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with host Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. Mosaic art is a lot like pieces of our lives. They just need to be put back together, one piece at a time. You deserve to live a happy life. We hope you'll tune in. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. It's important to know as energetic beings how to feel grounded and healthy. We strive to help teach about the energetics within you and the world around you. Listen for Three Petals Healing with host Lauren Dillon Merrill. Through her experience and that of her guests, Lauren will bring you the support, encouragement, and knowledge to discover this every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll-free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today about the feminine consciousness of America. And, but before we go there, I want to tell you about Oprah Winfrey Network's new Halo Effect series uh, from Dolphin Entertainment and the United Way. The series is going to premiere on November the 12th with the two 30-minute episodes airing monthly on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern and Pacific. The series is co-hosted by Donald Driver, NFL Super Bowl champion and who was also on Dancing with the Stars. Actress, advocate Emily Wilson, who was in the newsroom, and Castle. Presented by the United Way and produced by Dolphin Entertainment, The Hero Effect is an uplifting docu-series that brings to life the stories of ordinary individuals who are making extraordinary differences in their communities. Shot on location in 10 different communities across the country, each episode will celebrate everyday heroes that facilitate beneficial, life-changing impact on the people around them. The heroes featured in the series were identified in part through nominations from 1,200 local United Ways across the country. Each episode concludes with a call to action, encouraging viewers to visit www.heroeffect.com and connect with their local United Way or other community-based organizations to create positive change. What a wonderful uh, opportunity for us all to grow in consciousness, and what a wonderful gift that is to us 
this Hero Effect. So www.heroeffect.com and um, beginning November the 12th at 10 a.m. you'll begin to see this Hero Effect series. So we've been talking today about the feminine consciousness of America and what we've concluded thus far is that uh, we don't we don't honor the feminine consciousness in America yet, in spite of the fact that for over 152 years we've been working toward an awakening of feminine consciousness, it still hasn't happened. And uh, we talked about all the ways that the masculinized version of the feminine body and mind are working against us, and uh, or at least a few of those ways. And uh, now I want to talk just a little bit about how women betray women, and I don't mean each other, I mean ourselves, although it's also each other. Um, uh, Those statistics that I mentioned in the first segment of uh, one out of every three women have been sexually abused do not speak specifically about what kind of abuse that means. There's a lot of groping, inappropriate touch, and inappropriate verbalizations that go on every day in the lives of many women that are not even in those statistics. Uh, I certainly myself have been sexually harassed on the job. Um, I have been sexually harassed walking down the street. Um, When I was 13 years old, I was walking to a friend's house and a man in a Studebaker, I noticed, kept circling the block. Finally, he ended up in front of me. I could see into his car and he was naked. And he... Uh, was asking me to get in the car with him. I was 13 years old. And uh, I, he rode his, dr- when I tried to go around the front of his car, he drove his car forward. When I went around the back of the car, he tried to drive his car backward um, so that I couldn't get around him. And I finally just took off running really fast and got away from him and ran over to a 7-Eleven store that happened to be on the other corner and just kind of hung around in there. And obviously the man who ran the store knew that there was something really wrong because I must have looked very timid and scared. Um, and, uh, he asked me, uh, did I want to buy anything or, you know, could he help me in some way? And I told him what had happened and I left out the part about the man being naked in the car because I was ashamed, like it was something for me to be ashamed of. Um, and another man who was uh, a customer in the store offered to take me to my friend's house and I told him no, that I, no, I would not do that because I was afraid that he might do something to me as well. And, uh, but I finally did allow myself to be talked into getting in the car with him. And I held on to the door handle the whole time. It was about three or four more blocks, but he didn't hurt me at all. He dropped me off at my friend's house, and that was that. So he was really a, a good man who was trying to help me out, although I didn't trust him at all after having been through what I'd just been through. That's when I was 13 years old. And uh, there's been many cat calls as I walk down the street, many uh, 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 other opportunities for men to say and do things that were inappropriate. And that's just me. That I'm just one person. That happens all the time to women everywhere across America. And uh, so when we talk about rape culture, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a culture that makes it okay for men to treat women that way. And uh, what, what is true about that is that many of us don't know what to do in those circumstances. We laugh when a man makes an, uh, a, a joke about a woman's body. It's her body, and he lays his hands on her body verbally by saying something extremely inappropriate to her about her body. And she laughs. 
Because, you know, boys will be boys. Oh, you know, men, they'll be men. There's a lot of women out there today, today, talking about voting for Donald Trump because, you know, boys, they'll be boys. Men, they'll be men. They feel complimented when a man talks bad about them and uh, their bodies, owns their bodies in an objectified fashion. They think it's sexy. That's a betrayal of feminine consciousness. That's a betrayal of, of the ability for a woman to own her own body and her own mind and not have anybody else do anything about that. If women treated men that way, we'd have lawsuits all over the nation. Uh, if women treated men like their bodies didn't count, and I know there are some of that, there is some of that that goes on, but if that was as global as it is for uh, in, the, in the reverse, then we, we would, there would be no end to the number of lawsuits that would be happening, and there would be laws passed immediately about women, men's rights to their own bodies. But because we have lived for so many centuries and have been pa- this idea about who's in charge has been passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation since the beginning of time. Because we started off the Western culture with a consciousness that women were evil, that women were the problem with planet Earth, that if we just hadn't eaten that apple, if Eve just hadn't eaten that apple, we would not have any problems today. Uh, and it's all Eve's fault. And so there's that that Western motif. That's not in the Eastern motif. That's the Western motif that, that tes- says that women are the problem. And that consciousness is in our, in our uh, that awareness is in our unconscious running some of our actions, running some of our own self-betrayals, running how we betray each other as women. When a woman comes to another woman and tells a woman that some man said something or did something inappropriate to her, very commonly, the woman will tell the other woman will tell her to keep it a secret. Don't tell anybody because you'll get in trouble. If you tell somebody else about it, you're going to be in trouble. That's still a common con- conversation that goes on in offices all, all over America. So women are telling women, don't report it. You know, you'll just get more in more trouble. And unfortunately, they commonly do get in more trouble because the, uh, the uh, upper management is very commonly uh, white men who uh, dominate the consciousness of that company, who formulate the culture of that company. Uh, so when we think about, for example, Donald Trump, who has millions of money invested in all of his firms, but every one of his employees has to sign a, a confidentiality contract, which means they can't say anything about what goes on there. And some of what goes on there is inappropriate sexual activity. And uh, I'm pretty sure, given his proclivity for that, and I can't say that for sure, but I'm pretty sure that would happen, given that he has it confessed that that's what he does with women and has confessed to walking in the rooms with uh, the people in the beauty contest that he manages, um, especially a- even those that are teen beauty contests, um, he's confessed to that. And and so if you talk about it, then you're, you're going to be in deep trouble. You're going to have to go to court. That's, that's that whole consciousness of the male-dominated hierarchy uh, in businesses. Um, that consciousness also has run amok with regard to our economics so that women are not allowed equal pay. That's A. 
and very wealthy white men in particular are given privilege to take their businesses outside the country without penalty, to not be taxed, to all kinds of uh, privilege are given to, the, to white men who make lots and lots of money. And I guess if a white wo- a woman made that kind of money, then, you know, she might also have that same privilege. But it's dominated by the white male culture. And that, unfortunately, happens to also be a rape culture. So the other, one of the other things that women do to women is we have the mommy wars. Um, these, all these wars uh, that, about who's doing parenting badly. You know, mommies uh, go to the park together and they talk about each other and how the, that parent over there is not doing as good a job as I'm doing. And, and, you know, look at what she's doing to her children. And, you know, instead of joining together and helping each other, encouraging each other, teaching each other, we're belittling each other, shaming each other. We're not pulling together like we could do in a, f- a country where feminine consciousness ran the dynamics that go on here. If feminine consciousness ran the dynamics, we would look at another woman who's got some poor ter- parenting techniques or what we might call poor parenting techniques, and we might offer a hand. We might offer to help. We might offer to babysit. We might offer to, to be a friend. We might offer to, you know, uh, be a model, a role model, so that things begin to shift and change for that woman. Very commonly what's happening with poor parenting is a person has come from a, a home where there was poor parenting and is just emulating what they learned as a, as a child. And or they are filled with all kinds of emotions they don't know what to do with and they don't have any help with those emotions and so they take them out on their children. Uh, but if we could help each other out with that, then we wouldn't need the mommy wars. The other way that women are against women is we talk about badly about how each other are dressed. We, we don't, uh, you know, just look at the uh, Oscars and the, you know, the, the awards for bad, the worst dressed, you know. Uh, it's shaming. It's, it's shame inducing. It's meant to shame. We laugh at people who come dressed in a way that we don't think is appropriate. And that's unfortunate because it doesn't allow a woman to find what meets her soul in her dress. When I get up in the morning, when I put on my clothes, what I'm asking myself is, what feels good for me today to wear? Not what would please the boss. I don't have a boss anymore, but, but you know, what would please some external entity? Not what does somebody else want from me, but what do I want to wear today? What would make me feel alive and free today in my own body? You know, that's, and that's, I've had to evolve to that. I didn't always think that way for sure, but I have evolved to that. And, and we can learn to evolve to that. So a person's dress is not something we criticize them for. And all you have to do is walk into a high school to see how belittling and shaming how another person dresses has, is on a common interaction every day in the hallways of, of high schools and middle schools and even grammar schools today how children make fun of other children. I remember one time when I was being the cookie mom for my son. He was in the fourth grade, and I went to school to his school and brought the cookies and was standing aside as the teacher was crying, trying to get the class organized in some fashion. And uh, one of the little girl, girls was crying, and she was crying because two little boys were making fun of her. It may have been three little boys, but at least two little boys were making fun of her because she wore orange shoelaces to, to school that day. And they were and they were pretty loud, neon kind of uh, orange color, 
and uh, she, the teacher went over to her and uh, talked with her about uh, the problem, and I thought that she might say, well, you know, you don't have to pay attention to little boys that make fun of you. You get to wear what you want to wear to school. But as I listened to her, what she was saying was, maybe you should not wear the orange shoelaces tomorrow, and they won't make fun of you anymore. And that was mind-boggling to me. Now, this was years ago. Obviously, my son is an adult now, but but uh, yeah, that psychology is so prevalent in our everyday thinking that if somebody makes fun of me for what I'm wearing, then what I need to do is change what I wear so people won't make fun of me. And that is not feminine consciousness. That is a masculinized version of consciousness in which we externalize all of life and we look for external approbation instead of uh, looking to ourselves for internal guidance. And that that's just exactly backwards. If we Again, I'm not saying that masculine consciousness is bad in and of itself, nor am I saying that we don't need to address the external world. We do, but only after going inside to find out what's in there. What's my intuition saying? What's my discernment saying? What do my desires say? What do my emotions say? What's going on inside of me? that I can now carry out into the external world in a way that brings my authentic message to the world uh, and brings my authentic self to the presence of another human being. That's feminine consciousness at its best. And what we've done is instead we've betrayed ourselves and each other by making fun of each other for the way we dress, for the way we act, for the way we parent, for the way we how, how our body image is, um, a lot of bulimia and anorexia is uh, is based entirely on being having been bullied and made fun of for body image issues. That is masculinized consciousness. And whether it's happening to a boy or a girl, it, what it means is I'm not allowed to define my own space, my own body, my own dress, my own timing. I'm not allowed to define that. Other people get to define that for me. Feminine consciousness says I get to define my body, my body's image, what I put on my body, how my body smells, how my body dresses, how my body walks and talks and thinks, how I live in this world. I get to define that. You don't. When somebody else can define how we live in this world, we are living from a masculinized consciousness rather than a feminized consciousness. And that's really important for us to really get that a feminized, feminine consciousness will help us to look inside of ourselves and trust the internal guidance system of, of intuition, discernment, desire, our, our emotions, our both negative and what are considered negative and positive emotions, and our, our compassion and our passion. Those things are our internal guidance system, which we have shut out of awareness in the name of pleasing the external world. And whether that's a man or a woman doing it, that means that there is a very negated feminine consciousness in the Western culture. And that is what needs to grow. And and what I wonder, and we're going to talk about this in the next uh, segment, what I wonder is, is it possible that Donald Trump might be helping us to wake up 
to feminine consciousness in the same exact way that that daycare center where all that sexual abuse was taking place in 1982 helped us wake up to the idea of sexual abuse in a way that made us start making laws about it, implement um, uh, protective services for it. It still hasn't changed the statistics for sure, but uh, we did start trying to work on the problem back then. And, um, and so now there, is, there are interventions that can take place after it's happened. So, and maybe to keep it from happening, some preventive um, implementations are happening as well. So, uh, but is it possible that Donald Trump unwittingly has stumbled into waking us up? Let's talk about that right after the break. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Sit back, relax, breathe. Reconnect to the still, small voice within. Take the time to make a weekly visit to the sounds of the heart. With host Sandy Goldstone, this unique program will help you cultivate and strengthen your heart's connection and feel love beauty and joy you don't need to fear or suffer heed the call say yes to living from the heart's truth tune in live every tuesday at 5 p.m u.s pacific time on the voice america seventh wave channel join the evolving consciousness of humanity broaden your mind open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today about the feminine consciousness of America. 
And what we've said thus far is that uh, the feminine consciousness of America has been largely negated by a masculinized version of America in which women are considered to be less than, and the feminine consciousness is very rarely used by anyone, including women. Um, and I'm, I won't go back over those last two segments, and the, the show will be archived, and you can listen again to those if you've missed it and you're just tuning in now. Uh, but uh, what we want to talk about now is that question we asked at the end of the last segment, which is, is it possible that Donald Trump is unwittingly waking us up to feminine consciousness? And I say the answer is yes, and here's why. Um, an individual psyche is always leaning toward wholeness. Everyone's individual psyche is always leaning toward wholeness. It is always using everything that happens in our external worlds as well as our internal worlds to wake us up to who we are as authentic beings, as whole persons. And that uh, can be seen through all kinds of synchronistic ways where where something will happen and something internal will happen and something external happens simultaneously that matches the internal event. Um, it can also be happen through struggles and, and sorrows that help us to wake up to who we are. It can happen through uh, happy events that help us wake up who, to who we are. It can happen through, uh, through relationships that help us see in the mirror more accurately who we are as authentic beings, may, both who we've acted like as identities and who we are as authentic beings. And we've talked about some of these things in previous episodes. So that's true on an individual basis. What we haven't talked about so much is that that same thing is also true on a collective basis. Everything that happens on a collective basis is also meant to wake us up to who we are, to our wholeness as a human race, to our wholeness as beings who, who don't necessarily need external control, but rather an internal guidance system. And uh, so that, that piece is, is very large in, in, in its impact on feminine consciousness. So what, the reason we have all the shoulds and have-tos and ought-tos about um, – our behavior is because in the external world, uh, there's a, uh, a belief that if we don't control our behavior from the outside, if we don't have mores and social rules and uh, morals, then we will misbehave in some dreadful ways, in some evil ways. Because the internal person of every human in, in the Western culture is considered to be born into original sin. That's not just a Christian motif. That's a motif that that seems to be uh, prevalent in the secular mind often as well, even though we would say, no, I don't really believe that. When it gets down to what we've done with shame in our psychology, we definitely believe it. So the inner person is considered to be um, something that will lead us to evil. Um, there's even some passages in the Bible that says, out of the heart of man come evil deeds. Um, it of course, that out of the heart of man also comes good deeds, but that's not what was ta- he was talking about. And the reason he was saying all that is because Jesus, in particular, was saying all that was because the Pharisees depended so much on such rigid rules about all kinds of tiny little things a person does today that they they would control the human mind that way. And Jesus was saying, "No, that's not. You got it backwards. That's not how it works." It, comes from inside of us, not outside of us. You can't control it outside of us. And that's what he repeated again and again and again and again throughout his uh, tenure 
here as a prophet. And But that's not what we've said. We've said, oh, no, he was just telling us more rules to behave. And, of course, if you really look at the root language, you can see that that's not at all what he's saying. But a person has to reflect inward in order to look at the root language. The root language is a language of feminine consciousness in which a person begins to look inward and to look at the root context of the words to to find out a deeper meaning than that just surface meaning that's been uh, applied. Any word in the in the text of the Bible has several possible meanings. The people who wrote who it translated the Bible in all the different versions of translations translated if they did translate from original text translated the way they understood reality. And from a duality consciousness in which good it can be uh, controlled from an external force and bad was what we were inside as natural beings, then it makes sense to say it, to translate it the way they've translated it. But it doesn't make sense when you look at the root language because that's not what the root language is saying. So, um, and you can see some of that in, in some of my earlier books. Um, Inhabiting Heaven Now has some texts that are translated from the root language as well as the law of attraction, the soul's answer to why it isn't working and how it can. Um, just some dabbling there in it, uh, but uh, the whole idea is that in order for us to look at life from a perspective of the inner person, we have to have a feminine consciousness. And uh, and so, you know, when we're looking at the possibility that Donald Trump could be have just stumbled into waking us up, what he's what's happening across America right now is that people are beginning to say, "Now wait, just a doggone minute." His behavior is so inappropriate, so wrong, so um, vi- such a violation of, of the feminine consciousness that we need to start standing up against that. We need to start doing something different about that. And it's not just women that are speaking out. It's a lot of men, a lot of men, including NFL uh, players and uh, you know sporty jocks that are out there saying, no, wait just a minute. This is not how we want to treat our women. This is not how we want to to look at the feminine body. This is not how we want to look at feminine consciousness. The feminine consciousness would have respect for the inner person, not just her body, regardless of how beautiful her body is or how, as Donald would put it, fat and ugly her body is. Um, you, you, that's, the feminine consciousness would not look at the human body in that way. The feminine consciousness would use what's going on in the external body to facilitate awareness in the internal body. So, um, so maybe what's happening here is an awakening. Uh, and I want to look at it that way, and I want you to join me in looking at it that way because that's what we can do with this. If we decide to take what's happening here in our culture today uh, as a, 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 a call to wake up, a call to see what's really going on here, a call to start honoring our bodies and to possibly have a female president who could bring feminine consciousness much more into awareness by by facilitating the passage of an ERA amendment, by facilitating uh, the passage of uh, of. of denying the, the the scheme to get rid of Roe versus Wade by doing all kinds of things that would help us as women to own our own bodies, to make the appropriate choices about our own bodies, to respect our own minds, to respect our own hearts, to begin the internal uh, 
journey into the inner terrain of our consciousness so that we can begin to rely on the inner person. We've seen that slowly begin to happen anyway. Look at all the young men that are parenting, fathering so much better than just a generation ahead of them did. In my generation, the parents, not my generation, but my parents' generation, uh, parents very commonly, uh, you know, the father was off at work all the time and the mother stayed home. And if she was, uh, you know, relatively conscious of her feminine nature, she was good and, and nurturing to her children. She was able to be present and aware of what goes on with them emotionally as well as physically. If not, then that just got ignored, and very commonly it got ignored because women were, were back then taught to ignore their own inner beings. So they were teaching their kids the same thing without knowing it. And uh, so, um, so that generation was, is, was, was blocking feminine consciousness, but now we see many men being very nurturing, very uh, appropriately uh, aware of their children's inner needs. Uh, as well as their outer needs. So they're not just ta- providing for them, which was the masculine role of the previous generation. They're not just providing for them uh, monetarily. They're also being present with them emotionally and physically so that children can see that that the masculine version of reality is not so far off the feminine version of reality. There's not a big discrepancy between what a woman sees in li- of life and what a man sees of life. Uh, they're just two people of different genders who teach a child to go inside of him or herself and find the truth and live from that. And the more we do that, the more we're raising a generation of authentic persons who will absolutely change the consciousness of the world. And that's what I want us to look forward to is that this is, we can see this as an opportunity to begin to wake up to the feminine consciousness. So what does that mean? What that will look like in our uh, everyday living will be that a woman who walks down the street will not be disrespected by a man who happens to also be on the same street. Um, a, um, a woman on a subway will not be touched or groped in any kind of sexual fashion. Uh, just because she happens to be there and he wants a piece of it. Um, uh, the women will not be talked about in terms of their bodies. They'll be talked about in terms of their souls and their minds and their spirits and their bodies as whole persons who are more than just a body that a man can objectify. Um, what that will look like is that women will have equal pay. Women will have the same exact rights that every man has. And, and will be able to assert their power and privilege the way they choose, not to be held back simply because they're a woman. Now, we said in the earliest part of this that if we can't see that uh, Clinton is being, you know, I, I didn't say it this way, but I'll say it this way now. If we can't see that Clinton has been persecuted for being female, um, then we're missing the facts because the facts definitely say that over $500 million of taxpayer money has been spent on investigating her over and over and over again and found nothing. Nothing. They find nothing every time. But the the reason they're wanting to investigate is because she's a female and she's about to become the president of the United States. And we just don't want that. And in much the same way that, that Obama was uh, was resisted 
for his every every time he tried to accomplish anything, it was resisted and resisted and resisted. In large part because he was black. I'm sure the same thing will happen if we have a, 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 a Republican Congress that she will not be able to accomplish what she sets out to accomplish because there's so much resistance. But what we could do is wake up. What we could do with this is wake up to feminine consciousness. And that's what I'm hoping you'll join me in doing. That you will begin to become aware of your own internal person. And that you will listen to her as, as if she, whether you're a male or a female, that you will listen to that inner person as if it has something valuable to tell you. That your intuitions are very, very important. That what you discern, meaning what you observe in the external world and recognize as a... Uh, reactive feeling in your internal world. So if you go out with somebody and they say or do something inappropriate, you want to ask yourself, how does that feel for me? And if it doesn't feel good, then I'm going to honor that. I'm not going to go out with that person again. You know, in that way, and that's just one way. There's lots of ways we can honor the internal person while we're observing what goes on in the external world, um, which is discernment and a healthy way of living from the internal objective. So, um, how, how do we look at our feelings? Are we saying some feelings are not valuable? The ones that are difficult, like sadness and anger and fear, are, are we saying they're not valuable and trying to shift them out of existence? Or are we honoring those for the messages they give us? What about our compassion? Are we honoring that or are we living out of shoulds and have-tos and ought-tos? Uh, what about our passions? Are we in a job that we really enjoy or a vocation or avocation that we really enjoy? Or are we doing it just for the money? That would be an external way of living. So we've been taught for centuries and centuries to live from an externalized, masculinized perspective. But we can begin today to open up to feminine consciousness that allows us to, to be aware of what goes on inside of us and be guided by that as the way we will respond to the external world. And what we will bring to the external world is an authentic self that we've discovered by going inside to find ourselves. That's the greatest gift we can give, is to be our truest self and to give that to the world. And I think that's a good stopping place. So we're going to be back again next week for more. Um, And remember your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.